This episode of the Lost King Podcast is brought to you by the great folks at Grey Ogre Games at 83 Club Street. Grey Ogre Games for Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, and all that boring shit. What's up, everybody? This is the Last King Podcast, and I'm joined in by a very special guest right here. Aren't you going to introduce your co-host first? Uh, well, sorry, I just got. Really, I'm, just, I'm just so excited for this crossover that Not I totally important. forgot the actual person. Yeah. So anyway, I'm your co-host, Mr. Toffee, and um, I'm with Shafiq, Doctor Shafiq, Doctor Shafiq. Ever since the Doctor Strange episode, yeah. I have and, gotten my PhD in. Magic. And joining me, joining us right now is good old Mikhail. <laughs> From Power Nine Podcast, how are you doing, Mikhail? I feel like I need a website, Good Old Mikhail. <laughs> LISL, like Good Too Old. Too late. Stuff. I already yeah. bought G-O-M, the domain. Good Old Mikhail. That's a really good acronym. I think right GOM there. has been taken already. Right? I think so. Yeah. For mm. Mm. so, what anyway, the hell is GOM? Now I gotta search it up. No, no, have no. Have to do the proper introduction. Now, Mikhail here is. Singapore's leading, most proficient dungeon master. Is that true? No, not true. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. Like, I, I don't think so. Uh, you know, they're clearly, uh, me being humble, they're clearly a lot better uh, DMs. There is the original DM, uh, Shaohan. Oh, okay, oh. there goes my phone. <laughs> but turn it off. Mikhail. Yes. This is the Last King Podcast. There is no room for being humble here. <laughs> but there is room for being drunk in 10 in the morning though. So let's so. get ready to mumble. <laughs> so yeah. this Mumble is and be, slur around. Yeah, slur around. This is a beautiful Saturday morning here at Grey Ogre Games. I am really soaking in the atmosphere, I guess. Yeah. There's a lot of tabletop stuff around here, right? So maybe you should kind of tell people what, what you do yeah. here. What, what Grey Ogre Games Who are you? What, what do you do? And why should people care? So okay, uh, Grey Ogre Games is not it's not my shop. It's not somewhere uh, I uh, I like this shop a lot. This is where I frequent to play uh, Magic: The Gathering, board games, and now D and uh, I'm here running the uh, the D night every Thursday. Every Thursday, uh, seven p.m. onwards. If you just want to play D and D, just it's, come on it's down. Super packed. We're gonna have to link it in and in the descriptions. Just, right. link, just link the the, the Facebook, Facebook group. Yeah. yeah. The Facebook group and like the Grey Ogre Games Facebook. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, not officially part of Grey Ogre Games per se, but I just like this place a lot. Uh, and it's, it's hard to find a place in town, especially in Chinatown, uh, in the heart of the city, that is uh, just like a gig haven. Like you climb up, you granted you climb up like four flights of stairs. Like there's all the bars below. You do you realize guys, that four flights of stairs and geek should never ever belong in the same sentence. No, but yeah, that's, but the, that's thing, the but that's the reward. Yeah, but that's, that's, the, that's the only exercise I'll ever get. Exactly. I mean, I know I'm being stereotypical here, but even I don't get that much exercise. So. This is this is the bar. Have you looked at yourself? No, but this <laughs> that is, is that is true. <laughs> the, the oh, haven, shit. man. You just like walk up four flights of stairs. You get here and it's aircon. There's tables. There's clean tables. The uh, promised land. Good yeah, Basically. there's good lighting, there's couches, there's even a computer that you want to use, you know, there are consoles here, and there's board games open, and you just sit down and relax. So literally, shout out to Grey Ogre Games, not only for hosting yeah. us, but also for being the place 
to play board games, yeah. to play Magic, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. Especially right. Dungeons and Dragons. Like, I'm yeah. really trying my best to get back into it. <laughs> yeah, man. You, what? <laughs> where have I been? Yeah, where have you been, man? Like, expecting you on Thursday I think, night. I think that one time you came down and then you were gone. That's it. And then I came, I'm, I'm, filling, I'm filling in the void. I've, I've been, been, yeah, I've been here two and a half times officially. Okay. I feel I feel that I've done something wrong to offend no. you. And then, like, after the like half time that you came, and like mm. you rolled too many critical fails. Yeah, That's how like, you offended him, I guess. I, I just have to. I say, don't like my character. Trying to leave the office is very hard to roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, all this cool stuff happening aside. We've got like a really big episode, hopefully, that's going to pop up. We're going to talk about the best stuff for 2016. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, I played a little game a few weeks ago called oh. Dead Rising 4. Do uh, you guys know what that is? Of course I do. Okay. Mick? Mick, do you know? Nope. Okay. <laughs> but I know what GOM.com is now. Okay, okay, awesome. Fill us in, what is it? Precision Industrial 3D Metrology. Okay, now. Ooh, nice. <laughs> All right, so this is a game where you control a journalist who goes around killing zombies. Are in we playing a Frank town. West again? Yep, we are being Frank West, played by a different voice actor, going into Willamette again, like Will in the Arnett. first game. Yeah, Willamette, yes. Oh. Except. It's all, it's Christmas time, so you get Christmas theme weapons. You get to fight off Christmas theme cycles who actually run around the place because they're driven mad by the zombie epidemic. So we beat up zombie centers. Yeah, we kill them. Literally kill them with weapons to combine with duct tape. So you can combine one weapon with another. You get really cool combinations. You can combine vehicles from one, like a sled mobile to like a car and it can become this ice shooting machine thing. And you also got this weird exosuit thing you get to wear that powers you up quite a lot. The lot a of crowd control thing. thing. Right, right. It's a Capcom thing, basically. So they usually go balls out crazy with this game. Do you have a Mega Man suit, though? Uh, no, no, no. But this exosuit is sort of like a Mega Man suit. You can actually combine it with other things like a vending machine to have ice attacks popping out in the area effect thing. Do you have ice coming out of vending machines? Uh, uh, yeah, drinks, right? Yeah, yeah. But somehow when you combine it with this exosuit, you get like an ice power-up. So you get okay. to shoot frost... Frost projectiles and oh, frost imagine, like, you can shoot coke at people. That Actually, yeah, that would awesome. be a logical like, thing. Slot it. Yeah. But I think that would be a very bad. Oh, coke as in yeah, like yeah, coke mm. as in coke. Yeah, not Coca Cola. Since it's since it's yeah, <laughs> since it's shooting out ice, right? Why not shoot out speed? Like, yeah, yeah, speed, yeah, speed, yeah, speed X K. You know, you need to shoot yeah. out. Like marijuana cookies That will really slow the zombies down <laughs> Well you can find morphine But I think that's more of a quest item Than an actual item you can combine Unicorn rainbow poop Oh, oh I haven't seen man. that since What Shoo. was that game again? Uh, Red Faction Armageddon right? Ooh. You had the unicorn weapon uh, Yeah yep. You played that game huh? No I, I watched that game <laughs> So yeah yeah If you really like killing zombies And also just going into like Run down mall Or run down town That's snowing with zombies popping up, it's your game. Yeah. But if but anyone, I mean, Shafiq, you are you like a fan of the old Dead Rising games? I like one, I like two, I like three. Yeah. You will hate four then. Oh no. There's no time oh. limit. There is no helicopter to pick you up. Wait, what's the time limit for? So basically, you need to try and complete the game within a certain uh, time Why? to get like the best ending, more or less. The best. The best, best ending, ending. The best survivors. Um, the best score. The achievements. Whatever yeah. it is. And there's okay. this really cool mechanic where if you die once, your level and stats carry over. So if you die as a level 5 guy, you start a new game as a level 5 guy. And so oh, forth okay. and so forth. Right. So there's a roguelike element to it. Mm. Yeah. In part 4, I have yet to die. I haven't actually tested that bit out yet. But apparently, yeah, no time limit. There are checkpoints which kind of defeats the purpose of the roguelike 
system somehow. Mm-hmm. And in a way, it feels more, I hate to say this, Dumb Call down. of Duty-ish in a sense. It's become a corridor shooter. It be, no, no, not corridor shooter. It became more of like a typical zombie killing game. Like State of Emergency or... Or... Um, I always call what it was Duty a typical... One? Dying Light, Rip Dead, Dead... Dead, Dead Ri- Island. Dead Island, thank you. Dead Island. It reminds me of that a bit, a way too much. But Dead Island did really good numbers. So do you think it's just Capcom kind of like reacting to the fact that maybe the more challenging, the more roguelike aspects of the Dead Rising series is a little bit... Hardcore? Yeah. Hardcore, yeah but no, but not casual friendly. No, that's... Yeah, you have to respect your audience, right? I mean, if you, if you think that they want that feature... And I don't think that they went in without doing uh, market testing. If you know, if that feature is kind of dumb or that feature is kind of obsolete. I mean, like, we're talking about Capcom. Something. Capcom is one to shill it out and try to get as much money from its people as possible. Exactly. Well, so just make it. It sounds more casual. I've never played the Dead Rising series. I think I played Dead Rising Two or something like that. Which was super but, fun. Uh, <laughs> it was really yeah. fun, right? Did you like? Yeah. It? Uh, like I just like combining weapons and like just going to town and on zombies. But uh, after chainsaw a while, plus broomstick, amazing, right? <laughs> yeah. And then those those, those old school though. And then those cycles you meet, they have a bit of like a very interesting character personality to them, like weird guys based off Seven Deadly Sins or uh, uh, yeah, a yeah. weird clown. In Dead Rising 4, you get groups of people called maniacs, not so much personable psychos, more like generic villains who are holiday-themed, which actually sounds pretty bad. I don't know. I just felt that the spirit of Dead, Dead Rising is gone in this but is, game. But is it the same team or the same developers? These is still, this is still from Capcom Vancouver, but Inafune left a while, a long time ago already. Yeah, so, to work on Mighty Number no. 9. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but Dead Rising, good game. Yeah. Not for $20. <laughs> but Dead Rising 3 has still had character. But you can see the dumbing down scenario in part three. Mm. But in part four, it, it came full circle, uh, basically. Not to say it's not a fun game. It, I had fun killing things here and there and running down enemies with uh, giant snowmobiles and whatnot. But yeah, this is not going to please fans like me and Shafiq, who actually wanted the best endings. You wanted to actually be tested for, you know, trying to stick with the game's very stifling rules. I think you'll say that this is an extremely watered-down version of the game. Yeah. Plus the fact that it's Christmas-themed, they were probably trying to push this out to meet meet Christmas, right? Yeah, Yeah. that's the only thing that's going on my head. It's highly specific and if you had missed your your launch window, so this game must have been done somewhere in June, Mm -hmm. which means that, yeah, you know, uh, if you miss your launch window especially if your game is based awkward, around a yeah. certain time period right unless they've got like Easter skins <laughs> and, like, just which there be will be this is Capcom we're talking about yeah. of course there's gonna be an Easter skin of yep. course there's gonna be a Hanukkah, Hanukkah skin no but Hanukkah and Christmas is the same, same time period so you can't well you have to replace Santa hats with uh, those yamakas. Yamakas and, yeah. and the dreidels and the dreidels and, uh, and the mezuzahs and the, and the uh, I don't know Last King Podcast is very friendly to our Jewish audience mm. yes <laughs> but I'm saying this right I haven't touched the game myself okay I'm still kind of looking forward to giving it a shot because you know not just because I'm a fan but because yeah we need to properly review and have the, the complete opinion yeah yeah but in the meantime just temper expectations because what I'm playing is fun but not 
really, really invested kind of fun. But I mean, like with the other day raising games, there's going to be the eventual game of the year or the whatever edition that Capcom will shell out like eventually during a Steam sale or whatever. Eventually. So eventually. I just hold out till then because I mean, I still maybe maybe three. we can hold out till then. <laughs> we'll hold out till then. But in the meantime, yeah, just stick to part one, part two, part three if you want the Dead Rising experience. But part four, you want to kill zombies? That's a fun game. Would you say that part four is more like a newbie, uh, a good gateway game to the other, to the rest of the trilogy? Uh, or should they just I think part one? two is a better gateway you because it actually way? balance out the time thing with the difficulty and the fact that you can combine motherfucking weapons, yo, that's I, so good with duct tape and everything. That. I love that you could actually pay, play four because it's Frank West again and they're going back to, uh, uh, what's that? What's the place? The photographing. Oh, Willamette. Willamette, Willamette yeah. Uh, so you can actually play four and then flashback, play one. <laughs> There was a flashback like, sequence then, in the first then, game, yeah. Yeah, and then you put a like sepia. You put li- uh, literally you paste a sepia tone cellophane <laughs> on the on, on the your screen. TV screen after you're done with four. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh and you play that nostalgia that glasses. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Keeping man. it truly oh, analog, yeah. huh? Oh, exactly. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So okay, how about this? Um, I think we're done so far. General for consensus: What's it's, the rating? Oh, I can't give it a rating. I'm still not finished yet. But for the ten hours, so, or so I played impression? it. Solid five out of seven. No, uh, I like yeah. I like to do that. It's just um, <laughs> two zombie fingers out of five. Uh, maybe to be fair, oh, three zombie fingers out of five. Four zombie fingers. Three, 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 three. It's fun, but it's not. It kind of defeats the purpose of the whole spirit of Dead Rising. So a a, a pretty strong B or C. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Question, I'm leaning mut- towards that. Do mutated zombies have five fingers? No, I mean they're still human. They probably still have five fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually missing two or three. Give oh, or take. Like grow. Yeah. So if you're if you're missing two fingers and you give them like three zombie fingers, then wouldn't it be like a full score? Yes. It would be a full score to that zombie because now he has three more fingers. Yeah, exactly. So, mm. Mm. Almost be, almost human. Or he might human. be like holding up five but he's losing. I've never met a semantic zombie before. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Anyway, should we get to the good stuff? Like maybe talk about our picks of what's really awesome in 2016? Uh, let's do the preface. Let's do, the, let's do yeah. the, the context. So this is our year-end wrap-up end of season one episode where we just talk about all the good shit that dropped in 2016 all the way from movies video games TV shows whatnot. maybe a little bit of the tabletop scene from Mick here since you're a very special guest who's hosting us so actually yeah. we should be the special guests I don't know yeah. no but you're not on my podcast not on my podcast.com not yet not yet not yet you guys gotta play some magic that's why that's, that's what you gotta do and then like uh, you know. well Duels of the Plane Workers is now available on Steam <laughs> no but then, I'm not advertising I usually I bash WotC so really I don't get their I don't get their um, previews and shit like that now Ooh. previews are going out it's Christmas time and <laughs> clearly I have not gotten my hands on any of them. Oh so. man. Okay, is it safe to say that the magic community in Singapore really don't care about the, the, the digital experience at all? Uh, I don't think they care about podcasts at all. <laughs> uh, most of my audience is from, is from uh, America. And same like, as us. Oh yeah, yeah. same as us. Shout outs to the future Trump nation. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, if you guys didn't know, I host this uh, podcast called the Power Nine Podcast. We're going to uh, we edit all of this out anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. We we don't talk about legacy or anything, but we just talk about magic in general. So mm. yeah, and but I'm a big board, big board game fan, uh, big card game board game fan. Yeah. Okay, so best board game of all time, hands down. 
Yeah, uh, for for they want to talk about this, this year, yeah. this year, or I want to I want to I get. Okay, so. I think uh, we need to kind of have the audience feel out, make a little bit because okay. they're probably a little bit hesitant. Like, so, what's this analog guy doing on our favorite podcast? Best <laughs> board game. Uh, my favorite board game is Red Dragon Inn. Really? Mm, yeah. My best board that. game is probably not Red Dragon Inn. So Red Dragon Inn is is a. Uh, last man standing game. You play one of 14 characters. God damn. You've done your, and this is always the preamble. You've done all your adventuring. You've killed all the monsters, gained all the XP, looted all the treasure. You go back to town. You get yourself washed up and cleaned up and you want to find a night out on town. Where do you go? You go to this place called Red Dragon Inn. Okay. So in Red Dragon, you can like fight, you can uh, drink and you can gamble can do lots of stuff mm-hmm. and uh, last man standing with gold and some health uh, who is not drunk will win the game so it's like a self-contained kind of it's uh, a self-contained game yeah uh, it's not like expansion expansion stuff uh, but best game munchkin <laughs> hotels really no, 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 no I don't think so uh, I thought you go for the safe answer like risk monopoly yeah monopoly is actually a pretty damn good game Still you just gotta have some time yeah. and patience you, to you, be no, the best. You, you can you, actually you just win gotta be an asshole. <laughs> you can win the game. It is not impossible. Exactly. Uh, man, I don't know. I, I'm just gonna say Red Dragon. Well, Red Dragon is not really the best game. How, so probably is like set uh, something like Ticket to Ride. Ah, it's Ticket to Ride, a classic, a, a veritable classic. One of the best games around. Yeah, something like that. Cool, cool. Mm. Interesting. So, anything new in the world of tabletop for 2016 that yeah, you that you really love? You know, it's actually in the uh, it's actually in the list that I put there. Dead of Winter: The Long Night. So this is a board game that just came out this year. It's the ex- standalone expansion to Dead of Winter, which came out I think uh, three years ago. I think and I've seen this game. I think Will Wheaton played on tabletop too, right? Uh, did he, he play on tabletop? I, I, I know IGN. IGN played it. I watched it. I fell asleep. <laughs> I, I Shout out to IGN for still being boring. Yeah. Yeah. So is this, is this the, the kind of game where it's better to play than to actually watch? Uh, even, okay, so it depends on what type of player you are. I like Battlestar Galactica. I like... Uh, You're a boomer kind of guy, huh? I'm, I'm cag, man. You're a cag? Yeah, I'm cag. Mm, wow fly them spaceships and then don't have to think about because if I'm if I'm not Cylon <laughs> I love to just fly the, the, the spaceship you know and if I'm Cylon then I'm definitely not picking out the cat true then true. you know that I'm, I'm somewhere some, someone wrong uh, but anyway Dead Winter is, is a resource management game you play mm-hmm. as uh, the leader for a certain set of survivors so each of you have an objective uh, which is either if you're uh, if you guys are okay if you're the traitor the objective is that you fail the objective of course if you are part of the gang then you you want to try to complete the objective but each of you has a different objective to like one to guy do. gathers food one guy gathers supplies one uh, guy has to the, the end game is basically the end game board up uh, windows or so whatever. correct yeah if let's say you're overrun by zombies but you still survive you win the game Mm. So you personally win the game. If you don't have any, uh, one of them is if your characters have no weapons, they carry no weapons, and you have no cards left in hand at the end of the game, you win the game. Mm. So that is that is uh, all the conditions that you can have. Lah. So uh, you can, it's, it's a co-op game, 
but at except the same the time, it's traitor, also yeah. yeah, except for one traitor, and uh, but it's also a you know you you have your own objectives to complete to try to so uh, quote unquote win. So the basically, game. the gameplay really you, okay. So you you command all these uh, survivors. You yeah. can go out and forage for stuff, and then you go kill zombies. You try to kill zombies. Or you don't kill zombies. You, uh, yeah, you go out, you forage for stuff, and you try to kill zombies and make sure that you guys survive. You have to manage your waste, and then there'll be crises that come along, which means that you have to give up some of your stuff that you forage for, like okay. food, uh, scraps, uh, clothing, junk, <laughs> uh, yeah, condoms, uh, beer. It's the apocalypse. We have no time to worry about birth control, yeah. uh, ammo, and you can collect we- weapons and stuff like that. So it's a it's a fun game. Uh, if you you know you get a group of five players uh, and they and your specific intent is to play the game because this is not like some oh I'm, uh, okay uh, you can't be casual about it yeah you can't be casual There's about it you can't go in and like dix, you can't dixit it mm. you can I need to have like a long term plan in a game basically I, just to for yeah your you you have not. to want to play that game but it's a good game to play mm. so you you know if anything you should. Try playing that game, but I mean, would you recommend people play this or maybe play the original? Uh, I recommend. P- I I did not play the original. The original seems a bit more a bit more tough, and a bit more unforgiving. This game, this version of the game, is uh, the rules update seems to make it a bit more fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so it's not dumbed down at all. Though. It's not dumbed down at all, but it's just fair. Okay. The previous one, kind of is imbalanced because some of the characters are uh, are pretty good here you have to use uh, dice to determine what you can do mm. in the previous game you also use dice to determine what you can do but it's a different uh, different way that you do it mm-hmm. so this one is just a bit more fair so are you saying that the, the randomization of certain things makes it a little bit less cheap in the sense that yeah uh, well yeah hmm. so I think so <laughs> best game this year uh, probably the one of the few noticeable board games that came out this year. I think Explo- the Exploding Kittens come out this year. I think that's last uh, year? that was a few years back. Or was it last year? Uh, it should be last year, right? Uh, Exploding Kittens was last year. I kind of remember playing it. Like I did remember playing the explicit version, the not safe for work. There game. was an explicit version. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. That's hilarious. We yeah. probably should give a shout out to the oatmeal too for putting this game together <laughs> yeah. and for having probably one of the best websites to just. Destroy your soul. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if it came out this year, then it's a pretty good game. Uh, very casual game, so uh, easy to get into. Yeah. but I don't think it came out this year. I think it came out last year. Yeah, it came out last year. I mean, exploding kittens. I mean, I would still say not quite the same level as Cards Against Humanity, mm-hmm. but a little bit more visual. You know what I mean? I don't know. And Ka- CAH is like after a while, it gets played out a bit, right? It gets played out a bit, and like there's too much American humor. Yeah. So like I we go through the entire day. like if you drew something that you ne- you don't understand, you can reveal. We have this house rule. You reveal it, and then everybody looks at it and like, we don't. Yeah, get we this. don't get it. Maybe yeah. one guy gets it, <laughs> and then like yeah, you discard that and you just draw a new yeah. card because it's just way too Americanized. And then the European version is just way too Europeanized. You think we should do a Singapore version? No, I think someone might I have done, done it. Yeah. By then. Somebody, might have somebody done has it, done it already. I would love to have a card that just says Chibai. 
<laughs> no. CCB hey, You don't chibai me man No Just you know like Oh You don't chibai <laughs> Yeah the, hey. the, the reason for the decline In western civilization Is because Likuan Chibai Ooh, <laughs> Shots fired yeah. <laughs> they, they should have They should start Incorporating memes Into Cards Against Humanity I guess so yeah Where they have like The general internet humor Yeah you know. general internet humor But I think, think there's Some aspects of it There'll be pictures it, like. It'll be pictures instead of this thing. So like literally, you Look. you either get it <laughs> yeah. or you don't, mm. and uh, that really plays to the other person. So if you know the other person very well, you know that they know this meme. You just play that meme. I mean, the thing about cards against humanity is that it always like divulges. I mean, it just basically just whittles down to like one guy trying to be funnier than the rest, and then usually three other people are like, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, that, we'll just we'll just resign that, to that. That bait, is you know? humorous, <laughs> you know. And then, watching yeah. you is and, funny. And watching you enjoying yourself way too much. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. But I would say like cards against humanity is the kind of the problem with a game like that is that you play it once and you're done, because then you have to like buy the expansions because the jokes only work once. Well, yeah, I think so. No, once you go through all the black cards, like you're done. That's it. You're right. Yeah, that's it. Once I mean, you go through all the scenarios and they're like, mm, yeah, okay. But I think like I mean, it was its heyday was probably two two years ago when it just Got came it. out and everything felt so fresh and yeah. everything felt so like oh this is so controversial. That's why now they have like never have I ever and stuff and shit like that. Yeah, but I mean, the I kind of truth revealing games. I yeah, kind of called it back then that this is a gimmick that this novelty will only last a few months. I mean, I was surprised it lasted at least a year, especially with expansions and yeah. stuff. Yep, and the fact that like a lot of people still play it. Yeah, yeah up to is, now actually. Dude. The thing is, they up don't even now. play for the humor anymore. They play it for the irony, or they they, they uh. just play it to to try and draw <laughs> that favorite card of theirs. <laughs> yep. You know, and then it's like, yeah, this is not gonna last too long. But yeah, shout my, out to my 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 favorite maybe. answer for anything. Brown pixelated pukake, still the best answer for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> diving more into Mr. Toffee's yes. mind here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But okay, enough. <laughs> okay, how about we switch uh, gears, uh, Shafiq? Would you like to tell us your best of 2016 stuff? Let's do it in categories, okay? So I was thinking we do video games, we do movies, we do TV. Well, I was not, the way I picture it is like we just take turns, like uh, Mick, you, and then me, and yeah. Back so and forth I'm gonna forth. say best video game hands down all time 2016, and I would say for the last five or ten years. Motherfucking doom, motherfucker! Doom. You have been saying this for every single, I think almost every single episode we've done so far. Because doom will always pop up. It is the best video game because it fucking feels like a video game. Not just it's got that. Metal, no, especially oh, dude, the, the metal. Metal is great, but it's not as metal as Wolfenstein for some reason. Because Wolfenstein, really? I think they had like the guitars from a sugar kind of like craft the soundtrack. But for Doom, like why I love this game so much and why people people keep asking me what's the big deal about Doom? Well, there there isn't much of a story. There's no characters. I, it I, plays. It, yeah. it plays. It's gameplay, gameplay, gameplay. It's and challenge, challenge, challenge. there is a story challenge. in Doom. It's just that Which they just you make fun of it. Which you properly ignore. Yeah. Because it's like the, de- the developers basically say like oh there's some lore there's some story there's some audio logs you can kind of collect. We don't pay that guy enough right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we put him in a corner and like he does his own stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I mean like, it's like it's, there's some sad intern trying 
trying to like ex- trying create to an expanded yeah. universe. You it, know? It's a very ironic parody kind of story in a sense. But literally, where, fuck that guy. Nobody cares. <laughs> I just want to shoot things. Okay. And the shooting is so so good. It honestly. is ID. It is ID at their peak at their best. Okay. Now it more or less it's more Bethesda, right? They're the publisher. It's, it's still the, it's still like the I guys mean, who work at it software. It's just is, that it's not there's the no John Carmack. No, not just no John Carmack. It's not the same essence that is the original ID team so like I mean I keep r- telling people like, I'm one of those old guys who've been playing games since like the 80s but I think when like Doom dropped when Quake dropped you mm-hmm. know especially Quake 2 Quake 3 oh man Quake is oh man you know, remember how fucking exhilarating that game was fast you know it <laughs> was fast it was in your face and the thing is the level of mastery required not just mm. to be good at it but to be proficient just to just to stand toe to toe with the guys on the online servers you know that yeah, scene yeah. back in the day right that has been totally lost because i mean we survived the call of duty era mm. and, and it's it's very cute to see call of duty kids look at quick and say oh look at this arcade shooter like, you have no idea, huh, kid? <laughs> I'll take you. You know, and it's it's always funny because a quick guy will waste a Call of Duty guy, no problem. Yeah, that's true. You know, mm, because we is. we don't have respawning health. We maximize all our damage. Yeah, we know where to collect. And it, the thing basically. is, Call of Duty guys are kind of trained to be more. Uh, re- they they retreat. They always they're more hamchi. They always back up. Yeah, you know. Whereas a quick guy will just keep going for it. That's true, yeah, yeah. So, like, imagine this, right? I survived several years playing video games, shooters. Okay, let's just talk about shooters, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's all very retreative. Okay. You know, you, 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 you enter a room, you meet a mob, you, you fight a boss, and it's all about, okay, hide, get some health back, get some ammo, and then just whittle him down. War of attrition, right? Yeah, yeah. Motherfucking doom. <laughs> Old school as fuck. It's like, you have a rocket launcher, machine gun, shotgun, plasma gun, whatever what the fuck you can carry right now. Here's a guy... Fight! <laughs> That's literally the beauty of this game. Okay? Gun, guy, fight! <laughs> Go! <laughs> and I you get all the weapons at the beginning of the game. I haven't you, played Doom you, yet. You collect it slowly. You collect it slowly. I mean, basically, okay. like every stage will have the so called, not say the signature weapon, but maybe the set piece weapon. Like, okay, you got the shotgun for level two. Then you ah, get okay, maybe okay. like a plasma rifle or something and further and further. Eventually, yeah, the rocket launcher yeah. in the, and the BFG yeah, the of BFG, this generation. Yeah, of course. You so, get the secrets as well, too. So you can get certain weapons earlier before the episode where you're supposed to get it. It if fucking oh, feels like a video game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Why is this the best video game? Because out of all the games that came out, it is the one that is truly a video game. It plays. It plays. It, it just plays good. It plays and yeah. it will kick your ass. Okay, nice. games don't do that anymore. All games nowadays <laughs> is too busy trying to create some lonely arc about this young man looking for his lost daughter in some abandoned warehouse. And, he's and all you do is just walk straight. And then we have nothing but cutscenes where some overpaid voice actor is trying to convince us to be emotionally attached to this guy. We have Doomarine. What does he feel? He feels like fucking killing. <laughs> I feel like fucking killing. Yeah. I relate to him immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say best game hands down 2016. Doom. Okay. Can't Ooh. wait for expansion. Honorable mention? I would still say Titanfall. Titanfall uh, is two. Titanfall two. Titanfall two, my bad. Yeah. Titanfall two. Yeah, Titanfall is good. Titanfall yeah, but two. we're talking about like stuff this year. Actually so, yeah, takes it to a new level. But unfortunately, that game, I mean, I would say it's not underrated, but it's kind of under the shadow of its other brother, Battlefield 1. Oh, yeah. And both those games are still under the shadow that is Doom. Doom is mighty. It's epic. It's okay. The, this, it's the juggernaut of this game, which I feel nobody will care about because it's too <laughs> old school. Okay? It is, there's kids who will play it and not get it. Protocol 1. Link to pilot. 
Protocol 2. Uphold the mission. Protocol 3. BT! Protect the pilot. Yeah, I think if you missed out on the, let's say, like the Quake 3 era, the Half-Life era, uh, what else? What are all the other games? Unreal, Unreal, Unreal Tournament. Unreal yeah. Tournament oh, era. Man, Unreal Tournament was like... Back in the day, it was pretty and brutal. Yeah, <laughs> and it was it was fast, man. Remember like, the Redeemer? You know, a, a oh heat-seeking missile God. that you could control? <laughs> that would fuck up people so bad. <laughs> That's not a missile. That's a nuclear device. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, it would, man, it's so you go around corners following people, right? Yeah, and they would just freak the like, fuck out. <laughs> I don't think people realize like how fast uh, games used to be. Like, Titanfall, I think, or Titanfall 2 is fast. And you have to concentrate on a lot of information at, at, at one time. I think I that's still, what makes yeah. it fast. And that's what makes it very... It's, it's slightly faster than like a Call of Duty game. Correct. Which is why it would be fast to a lot of people now. But it's not fast as like... Quick, quick fast, one. Like quick, <laughs> like quick three. Like you, you don't have to concentrate on all your... All so much data. How much health do you have? How much ammo? And the crosshand. That's it. Yep. That's all you have to concentrate on. Like Titanfall is, is everything you've got to take a look at. Like, oh my goodness. Uh, like armor, health, whether your uh, mech is charging yeah, or whatever. Yeah, whether your is charging, whether your, your cooldowns are reset. But like, I mean, okay, like my uh, decision to pick Titanfall, as, uh, Titanfall 2 as honorable mention is because despite all of that, mm. it still works as a video game. Right. It's still very okay. skill-based. It's still very challenge-based. And especially the online scene. Wow. Okay, Man, some of the fast. most some of the most fun you'll ever have okay, if nah. you know what you're doing because mm -hmm. it literally rewards skill, which I mean I feel a lot of video games don't do anymore. They just it's a different it's a different type of skill like what, what I was mentioning mm. like it's the Dota type of skill where you have to concentrate on a lot of things at a single point oh, single yeah, point yeah. of time like you can you can take in all that data and then still aim with your bloody cross hand like click the you know just just not just press the press your mouse button and go <laughs> no you go ta -ta -ta, the ta -ta -ta, spray and pray yeah. yeah so yeah I'll probably give it a Titanfall 2 still not as good as Doom <laughs> let's say okay let's say best movie this uh, year well okay disclaimer well, by the time we record this, Rogue One isn't out yet. So. Assassin's Creed isn't even out uh, yet. Too. Yeah, that too. So Fine. these are probably the totally two movies that. that are going to be omitted based on the reason that we're doing oh, this. Oh, Assassin's Creed is coming out this year. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, in a few weeks. A few days a before few Christmas. Days. Oh, they did, man. Nobody, did. It, like, you can't go through. against Star Wars. Okay? Yeah, exactly. No way. Sorry, Michael Asbender. <laughs> you don't stand a chance. <laughs> All right, movie. Let's go for movie. Come on. Okay, so... We've been talking mostly comic book movies, a lot of uh, pop culture stuff, a lot of stuff that people like, you know, constantly, I mean, especially the YouTube scene, everybody's talking about all the Marvel and DC hype, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So my favorite movie of all time, guess what? Motherfucking Sing Street, yo. What the hell? <laughs> oh, Sing Street, man. man. No woman can truly love a man who listens to Phil Collins. So a guy with the car. It's complicated. As long as you're happy. You are truly on a hero's journey. Are you up to that? I think she's just an amazing human being. Think big, Connor. End of term disco at the school hall. I say we ask if we can play it. It's our first gig. It's gonna be amazing. I'll try and come. You have to come. Sing Street is a beautiful story about a boy <laughs> who falls in love and he wants to make music as well. Okay. And it's charming, it's delicate, oh, it's okay. got emotion, it's got life, it's got humor. It feels like an indie movie. I watched it like when I was back in college 
and fell in love with is like such a darling little movie that came out and disappeared very quickly and I was just lucky to be in the right cinema at the right time to just catch this on an off day initial release was March 17th but wow. it came out I, I think it came out no much later clue, man. this movie is fucking brilliant and I don't want to explain anything because the thing is it's a, it's it ramps up in an experience because okay. the thing is from the very beginning you lock on to this character you lock on to this young boy mm-hmm. and then you just see how he perceives the world and how he perceives life and love and reality and death and like it's is I, this Bono's story? I wouldn't even say Bono. Come on, it's like fourteen-year-old. Okay, it's Connor. <laughs> Connor, yeah, which is, which is just like one letter different from Boner. Okay, but never mind. <laughs> it's set in Dublin, man. Nineteen eighties Dublin. So, watch this fucking movie. Don't read about it. Don't watch a trailer. Don't look at the hype. Just trust me. This movie won't change your life, but it will remind you what a film. Not a movie, what a film is. Mm. Okay, it's okay. nothing but heart, emotion, strong characters, strong performances, and the music. Cool. The soundtrack itself is just worth... Buy it. Buy the vinyl. Be the hipster. Buy a physical copy of it. Okay, the music is beautiful. It's pieced in perfectly. And I don't want to say anything else. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. But cool. Should I do the honorable mention? Mm. What's the yeah, honorable yeah, mention? go, go. Tell us, tell okay, us. Okay, for all my fucking nerd friends, right? Yeah, sure. Doctor Strange, my favorite. I mean, you, that's how you got your title in the first place. Yeah. Anyway. You're a man looking at the world through a keyhole. You've spent your whole life trying to widen that keyhole, to see more, to know more. And now, on hearing that it can be widened in ways you can't imagine, you reject the possibility. No, I reject it because I do not believe in fairy tales about chakras or energy or the power of belief. There is no such thing as spirit. We are made of matter and nothing more. You're just another tiny, momentary speck within an indifferent universe. You think too little of yourself. Oh, you think you see through me, do you? Well, you don't. But I see through you. It's like watching Inception, but with proper action sequences. It is a very beautiful film. I would actually put that in my top five. I mean, compared to the other Marvel movies, this one feels like a movie. It's a feels like acid trip, man. Dude, the best best kind of acid trip. And it's the best kind. And the thing is, it's so visual. It's so bombastic. It's so large, right? It doesn't feel like a Marvel movie. That's why I like it so much. Like other Marvel movies, fall into a certain template. Oh yeah, okay. And I mentioned it before. It's like there's always the the hero discovers his power then comes the crisis of confidence then the death of the mentor and then basically he redeems himself that's he, the hero's journey the hero's journey continuously 101 yeah so that plus the visuals mm-hmm. finally you know this feels okay. like something fresh different slightly fresh I mean that's still really good I mean but like I said it's not a top pick it's not, it's not even my favourite Marvel movie this year okay but I would still say that A for effort for trying something different at least Stepping a little bit further away from the template. This was like, uh, I guess, the Winter Soldier to the. This is more like Captain America First Avenger in a sense. The I mean, origins kind it, of story. It's yeah. an origin story. I mean, like, to I me. I know it's an origin story, but I mean, like, the, the try something different, like a different uh, genre. This I won't call it a different genre, right? No, not really. It's just no. like visually, it's different. Just adding That's in magic right. to the Marvel universe. I mean, a lot of people will just complain that basically this is just budget Christopher Nolan. You know, but no man. How is this budget? This is Nolan? super this is expensive, like, dude. This is I mean, but literally, this is not the this is not Inception level. This is expensive. You know why it's not Inception level? Because it doesn't have. 
Actually, it does. <laughs> it no, does. no, 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 no. It it's, it replaced with, it's replaced with sitars. It's replaced it's, with sitars yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's I like, really it like the soundtrack like, of Doctor Strange. I, I love very, very melodic. I love, the, I love the Tangerine Dream references oh, a yeah. lot, especially. I mean, if you're a fan of progressive psychedelic <laughs> stuff like Hawkwind or Tangerine oh, Dream, right? Yes. The soundtrack will cater to you. Okay, yes. like I said before, I'm an older gentleman. This, if you're a '70s rock kind of guy, Doctor Strange kind of hits the right notes. Cool. Pun intended. Benedict Cumberbatch, okay. Yeah. Phil Swinton, yeah, spot on. Yeah. Everybody else, eh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't Dormammu, know. fuck off. <laughs> Wasn't Dormammu like just... He was basically the, the bad guy from Green Lantern. He's just CGI in the sky, which I really hate. He was voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch, right? Himself? Yeah. He voiced I Dormammu. don't know, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm. I'm not too sure, actually. We might need to IMDB that. But literally, I mean, this is just for the Last King fans. Okay, You want me to talk about comic book movies forever? Fine, I'll choose one for you. Doctor Strange... Give it a shot. It's yeah, yeah. all right. <laughs> now I'll I'll go for my. Uh, sorry, it's okay if I just go for my picks. Yeah. Then we'll do another round with the TV shows. Oh and yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. I actually was gonna start a TV show since we already brought up movies. Okay. Okay. Now, why one big TV show I watched like this year? It's an animated one, Voltron: Legendary Defender. I'd say that's one of my top picks. Oh yeah. He'd be Sendak's prisoner right now if not for Peach. Well, you wouldn't have survived the explosion if Pumpkin Coran hadn't gotten a new crystal. Wow, thanks everybody. It sounds like the mice did more than you though. I punched Sendak! Yeah, apparently after I emerged from a coma and shot his arm off. We had a bonding moment. I cradled you in my arms. Nope, don't remember, didn't happen. Is that your number one? Um, actually, my number one will come in later, so it's sort of like sharing the spot per se. Okay. So I can't really put an honorable mention because I watched both. I can't really decide <laughs> in the end. But I felt that Voltron Legendary Defender, they're actually following a bit from the original Japanese cartoon and the American redubbed kind of show as well. But it's combining both these two elements to make it its own thing. For example, I don't think Shiro was in the American version. He was in the Japanese version. Mm. But somehow he's the leader for this group. Let me, and then you got mm. Keith, Lance, and a few other dudes, Pitch, and um, Hunk, right? Hunk. Yeah. yeah, they're from the American side, but they're, you know, together. Like, And then, of course, they go to another planet where they meet Alora and uh, Rhys Darby. I mean, I forgot what the guy's name was in the movie, but you can tell from his uh, New Zealander voice that it's already Riz Darby by then. But okay. anyway, he's... So, so yeah, that's how they all got, get the whole legendary... Uh, the, the lion armor and all that, the lion robots and everything to actually combat Zarkon, who is coming down to wreck the planet entirely up. Now what I don't like about the show is the cliffhanger, but beyond that, it actually set the pace of how the action will be. It looks damn good. I mean, it's animated by the people who did Legend, Legend of Korra. Of Korra yeah, exactly. It, it follows the exact same like Legend of Korra style. Uh, style. And uh, yeah, the, the writing is the writing is good. It's, it's also on my list. Like yeah, The yeah. writing is good. The uh, It's still sort of a kid show, but at the same time, okay, there are some adult things I can get by per se. I mean, there's also a big theme of loss, especially for family members and whatnot. Yeah. I remember it's like middle of the episodes, all, all on Netflix, mind you. And there was a pretty good twist I, I actually enjoyed at the middle of the show concerning one of the pilots which I'm not gonna say because it's worth watching really that was a twist in a way I kinda saw that coming actually uh, like, <laughs> I would say it's like more or less like okay I, I, I didn't think they were gonna do, do that but I mean, they did you my know? only major problem with uh, Voltron right, is basically okay all you guys uh, you're green you're, you're blue you're yellow now you go here you go there you yeah. go there it's like all the separate the like separate side for quests, something that yeah. was 
prophesize or something that was supposed to come naturally like you seem to be rather prepared this is yeah, like exactly. one major coincidence right but I think that's probably like the adult mind thinking you know yeah. I mean even if you're a kid and you're watching this I would still say right like if I were to compare this like say King of Beast Go Lion the original OG 80s Japanese anime King right King of Beast Go Lion yeah King of Beast Go Lion <laughs> <laughs> Dude, bring back the violence, yo. Yeah. Oh, we're talking about people dying and all that. I'm talking Who about knows? King of Beasts. That can happen. That, that can was happen. proper blood and gore in Voltron. <laughs> the American guys, you know, Harmony Gold created Voltron back in the day when we watched it on our TVs. Yeah. Yo, there were titties and everything, man. You gotta remember, <laughs> there's actually more seasons of this show coming up, so who knows? I'm not, I'm not saying yeah. they're gonna be tits, but, you know, uh, there should maybe always more, maybe be more, tits. They, they can probably have more heavier themes coming in later. Yeah, especially like, if, if uh, Legend of Korra is any like Last Airbender Legend of Korra is any indication yeah. people will die yes yeah. or at least people they'll be traumatized somehow memed. and somebody will come out as gay yeah. <laughs> that too you know, because you know too. we gotta be you know <laughs> inclusive <laughs> so really Legend Torture. of I mean, Voltron, uh, Voltron Legend of Defender one, one, one of those shows I just watch over and over again and, okay. now the other one is uh, yeah you probably heard me say this, Shafiq. The People versus OJ. Mr. Darden's remarks this afternoon are perhaps the most incredible remarks I have heard in a court of law in my 32 years of practice. His remarks are deeply demeaning to African Americans. And so first and foremost, Your Honor, I would like to apologize to African Americans across this country. It is preposterous to say that African-Americans collectively are so emotionally unstable that they cannot hear offensive words without losing their moral sense of right and wrong. They live with offensive words, offensive looks, offensive treatment every day. And so, Your Honor, I am ashamed that Mr. Darden would allow himself to become an apologist for Mark Furman. Who are any of us to testify as an expert as to what words black people can or cannot handle. You really like that yeah, show? I really like that show. Even better than The Get Down. I haven't watched The Get Down yet. What? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had time. I've been watching quite a number of shows back and forth. Again, there's just so many to pick, but yeah, People vs. OJ, it captured the time, it chap- captured the essence of that period. It just showcased not just OJ himself, but everyone else surrounding the court and just talking about what the hell was going on and what their master plan was. I mean, we knew what the outcome was if you look at Wikipedia for crying out. So there's really no spoilers here. It's more or less discovering the journey itself that happens in between. And with all those stellar performances, you know, like from John Travolta, uh, what's the woman again? Sarah something, I forgot. Jessica um, Parker? Silverman? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Michelle uh, Geller? Well, the, the, actress, <laughs> the actress for the prosecutor side. It was really cool stuff. All of them, they're done really, really well. So... It's all, all really, really good. I only have to say one thing about the this OJ show, mm-hmm. and that's like I cannot see Cuba giving Judi- Gooding Jr. past Cuba Gooding Jr. Really? Because when Why? I look at him, it's like oh, it's Cuba Gooding Jr. I don't see OJ. Oh, okay, you don't see like, OJ. Okay, okay he's right, got right. the same problem as a lot of actors. Like say like something Ice like Ice T and Ice Cube. Not even Ice T, Ice Cube. I'm saying like like Tom Cruise, like Will Smith. Whenever they play a character, you don't see the yeah, character. That's not the character. You that's, just see that's Will Smith. Yeah. That's Will Smith. That's Will Smith versus the aliens. I really don't see this in the people versus OJ at all. Everyone was just playing. Cuba Gooding Jr. 
pulls off an OJ for you. Yeah, pretty much. Maybe pretty they much. could have they could have gotten like some He wasn't unknown, happy, that's for sure. <laughs> uh if if that's the case then maybe they could get like some unknown. Yeah, but then comes the problem if you're getting an unknown guy. unknown big black guy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout outs to the streets and the hood. No. <laughs> but <laughs> but no, nah, I mean it's not uh, like a, a major problem, but the thing is right, there are moments where I see more of uh, Cuba Gooding's like performance kind of like win a bit like you see it's like it's like this thing you can't he's the most the inconsistent from. one and that's the main problem because he's, he's basically the whole movie story revolves around this guy it is but the way the story is framed is there are other bigger players like Johnny Cochran um, Robert Kardashian um, Fabio the two, the two, the two prosecutors <laughs> oh you know? that's not Fabio who was the name of that guy uh, Kato uh, Kaelin Ross the budget Edo. Fabio okay the, the Judge Edo guy as well and everything Judge Edo. they all like build up this whole thing so it could not actually survive on Cuba Gooding at all mm. in this case so props to all those actors I yeah. wish I thank you Sarah Paulson that's her name the actress <laughs> uh, she deserves stand up cred for her role as a sympathetic yet gutsy prosecutor who lost the case anyway so but the way Lord. again it's framed it's all about just experiencing all these eight episodes it's really Spoilers, good you guys man. watch it Come on, it's, come on, it's already, we know what happened. Did you know the Titanic sank at the end? Holy <laughs> shit, revelation <laughs> no, like, <laughs> oh It's like watching Inglourious Bastards. Hitler dies at the end? Hitler Holy dies? shit. <laughs> yeah, that's how it happened. That's yeah. how we won the war. So you know, you, know, you know a show's really good when you know the ending and you still want to just watch how the So it was intriguing around. enough with the character and the story development. Exactly, and yes, mm, yes. I, I mean... Maybe I'm a bit too critical. I mean, I kind of watched this with a little bit like more cynical eyes because I was kind of being very nitpicky. I mean, especially when it comes to biopics or documentary or like the, the pseudo documentary, I always feel the need to be like, you got to test the accuracy. Oh, okay. like, like say a show like Narcos, which everybody loves, yeah. it kind of bothers me that a lot of things are fabricated. A lot of things are just yeah, met, met to, to enhance the drama. Exactly, to make good TV. You know, I mean, so like, and the worst thing about the Narcos show, I mean, I liked it. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, right, after you kill fucking, uh, what, what's that guy? Uh, Pablo, Pablo Escobar. Escobar. Okay. And then you announce two more seasons. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> How's that going to work? How's that going to work? Yeah. But, Feature another. Okay, but, so, you loved OJ. Yep. And Voltron. Yes. Very, very far on the spectrum here, your choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty so, much. Okay, tell you what. Now, we've Honorable got a, mention, I guess. Uh, uh, both of them are the number one. I guess, yep, yep. I cannot pick, Really? I have a bone to pick with you later. I think Mikhail also. Because the thing is, you chose these two over so many other shows. There yeah, were okay. others. Okay, you got to remember, so this is my personal list. And it all has to be, depend on what the shows that I've so, you know, seen. But there's also possibility that you're wrong. So uh, yeah, that too. But okay, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's just let's just list okay, this out. And, and I'm aware that Westworld and Game of Thrones were around this year. You gotta remember, these are shows that no, I have to watch no. properly, or here's, at least here's the thing. Okay, I'll forgive you for not catching up with Westworld or Game of Thrones because it just actually Game of it, Thrones yeah. I did, but again, you good chose stuff. these two shows yes, over I Game did. of Thrones. Hey, Game of Thrones has been around for quite a okay, while. I, I gotta no, give I props to I didn't watch Game of Thrones. I don't watch Game of Thrones. We're not saying anything. Don't worry. This is not the internet. I don't care whether this down the best season because things get fucked up really properly I appreciate that dude I really did oh, wait wait this is the one this is the battle oh. of the bastards yeah okay okay yeah, no, I watched part of it and I was like mm. holy shit right? yeah, what now have I been, yeah what have I been fucking seeing? television now yeah, okay. okay I'm not gonna uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna drudge too much things <laughs> okay. you, so you chose this over Westworld you chose chose this over Game of Thrones, okay? Yep, over pretty the much. Get down over Luke Cage, over whatever else has come out, right? Yeah. 
Now here's a show that you probably are not aware of that me and Mick for some reason apparently like. Yeah, Ooh, what's that? What's that? Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Ah, <laughs> it's I've so heard about fucking that. funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm making a music video. It's called Pinot Noir, an ode to black penis. Classy. Action. It is so weird. Titus is the best character of all. Okay, wait, wait. <laughs> disclaimer: I haven't finished watching. Season I haven't two. finished watching season two. Oh man, well, you can talk about it. Don't worry. It, it, it becomes it. a bit yeah. more emotional, a bit more heartbreaking because it builds on uh, Kimmy's relationship with the with the Asian guy, Asian, Asian guy, <laughs> Long Duck Dong, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy named Long Duck Dong. Yeah. I gotta watch it now. <laughs> Hashtag. Uh, you, uh, <laughs> I I think just like. If there's anything we can say, it's just stupidly funny and it's consistent. So, yeah, it, it's consistent. It, it doesn't never, break the rule. Yeah, no shit episode yet. Okay, so if you if you know like uh, like good series or good movies, they always build up rules, uh, rules for characters to follow, rules for all the cast and the environment to follow, and you stick to the rules. Uh, and of course, you break the rules sometimes for mm-hmm. comedic effect. But oh my gosh, Kimmy Smith is just it it sticks to the rules so closely. The reason why she acts a certain way <laughs> is and you know the backstory. Uh and it's just very She's a more woman. <laughs> she's a more woman and it, it's just very <laughs> tightly read and it's just based on that experience in the in the hole. That's it. I mean, it's, I mean, you can water it down. To, okay, pun intended. It's literally just a fish out of water story. Yeah. About some girl who's been transplanted from a different time to our time and how she's reacting to certain things. Oh my god. And just so seeing dumb. her like discover the smartphone, seeing her discover, <laughs> like, you know, so and uh, and not, not figuring out memes properly. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, then, yeah. Like being thrust into a world, and the world is. Per- uh, perfectly written because Titus Andromedon even her, her <laughs> boss played by what's your name the, uh, uh, that Tina Fey regular uh, yeah. and the daughter and the kid right and her love interests even Lillian her landlord <laughs> is hilarious you know <laughs> her anti-hipster trait you know they're gentrificating <laughs> die hipsters <laughs> ran Lillian I love that woman I mean I've been a fan of her since fucking like taxi or like oh, but, okay. oh she was in taxi she, was, she the... was in taxi she was fucking uh, Andy Kaufman's girlfriend yeah. the holy other... crap now she's still alive oh bro <laughs> wow. no I didn't realize it was they her they put two and two together <laughs> it's her I watched no I'm watching taxi like when I come back my mom has taxi and stuff like like old comedies on the run I watched that and then I watched this I didn't even realize like 
Oh my god <laughs> You love this show even more <laughs> This is why you should listen to the Last King Podcast Mick uh, okay. We have nothing but mind-blowing nuggets for you <laughs> Useless and useful trivia that we can just All information is useless until it's required Of yeah. course Okay, like in pub quizzes. That's like a Dr. Shafiq quote. I'm gonna have to make like a, <laughs> like a motivation post. Or a t-shirt. Or, or a, a t-shirt, t-shirt works. Though. Shout outs to merchandise that we're yet to put off. Yeah. Okay. But okay, so Kimmy Schmidt definitely best yeah. comedy this year, probably almost hands down. Yeah. I mean, I haven't laughed this hard since the IT crowd. It's okay. Oh, no, even man, A crowd, IT even crowd. the the A crowd. And like, the thing is, IT okay. crowd is extremely inconsistent. Like I have not seen a shit Kimmy Schmidt episode Like my favourite episode Like I'm not gonna spoil anything right okay. Was basically when she got The new job Where she worked at the Christmas store Was and that then, the first season? I mean it was the first season I mean, Oh I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, okay, I'm talking, yeah This yeah. this stuck in my head You know Because she's like <laughs> Oh my god Look at this It's like Christmas every day This is like the most wonderful Place to work at You must be the happiest woman In the world I'm a like, man, oh, I'm a man. <laughs> 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 I was <laughs> it's like, that is such a perfect joke You know what I mean if, if, Whether it was written Or casted Or whatever It's like It was so crafted you know. It's written Okay so What I love about Kimmy Schmidt It's written It's not like the comedy In 2016 Where you have Like a bunch of actors Who are funny On their own And, and, and it's and like Ad lib basically yeah, right? Right? Which is Just basically Which is Ghostbusters 2016 Right <laughs> Right Yes I properly hate that movie Yeah, yeah so Shout out to our episode Okay who are you gonna so this call is, <laughs> This is very like Ghostbusters of old where it is written in the script yes. it is performed uh, it is written well it is performed well and it's funny that's it and like it's this is the old school comedy it's stomach achingly funny yeah. I mean anytime Titus says anything <laughs> I mean I mean like uh, shout outs to his the, the best episode yeah, is yeah. when he had his mini rap video uh, that was oh yeah yeah he had to go borrow the <laughs> what the fuck, man? You borrowed the house from uh, what's what's uh, the? They the didn't even really the borrow bosses. the house. I mean, like, the house was empty for the time being. Yeah. Right? And he said, like, "I need to shoot a music video. I need my boombox." <laughs> and you hold the record. I mean, okay, uh, we don't want to spoil anything as well. And if you haven't seen Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, start on, from yeah. season one, binge all the way down to season two. Season three is on the way. Season three is on the way. It's okay. on the way. Okay. So I watched like I think like two or three episodes of season two. So oh, okay, it yeah, gets like emotional towards the end. I'm not gonna spoil okay. things for you right. as well. Okay, but definitely they kind of build her character up more. Okay, I and was going to take it off my list because I haven't finished watching it. But uh, no, no, I mean, trust me. I mean, the thing is right. The only other show that would have probably made it into the list but never made it in time. I'm still waiting for Rick and Morty season three. Oh, okay. it's supposed to be this year, but somehow it got delayed. Or yeah. I know, of but it's, I mean, but it's very, an, it's, yeah. it's very annoying because they keep teasing us with like production stills and animatics and like. No, but animation mm. takes time, man. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. I mean, but the thing is, dude, there was a cool animatics where uh, Rick was actually killing cockroaches. That was a really cool bit, but it was only oh, one it's minute. Oh, it's the prison. that prison break season. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I will say this, right? Dan Harmon and the guys and Justin Roiland over at Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Take your fucking time Yeah Quality yeah. What you did yes. in yeah. the last season Was, was fucking good. amazing yeah. Phenomenal. Okay? Phenomenal And the best use of a Nine Inch Nails song I've seen in a long time yep. <laughs> What was that? It, it was the end of season 2 Where they played Hurt 
Where Rick, okay, spoilers for you assholes out there. Oh, that was oh yeah yeah. That's yeah, a yeah, 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 song. They yeah, didn't yeah, use yeah. the the obvious Johnny Cash version. They used the Nine Inch Nails version, right? Okay, okay. which hit me right in the feels really hard. Mm. Actually, um, that was good. But, you want to uh, talk about like uh, more of the game cool. picks, Mikhail? Like I remember there was one title you really wanted. No, to talk we haven't about. Talk, we haven't finished the 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 TV TVs. shows. Ooh, yeah. oh, sorry, getting too excited. <laughs> uh, my number one pick for sure is just Westworld. Full stop. I need your help, Dolores. I think I made a mistake. So our creatures have been misbehaving. I think there may be something wrong with this world. No choice you ever made was your own. You have always been a prisoner. What if I told you I'm here to set you free? Are we very old friends? No, I wouldn't say friends, Dolores. I wouldn't say that at all. I'm okay. still stuck at episode 8 Oh Don't my god it. I know And I, everybody's I, I, telling I me I'm going to binge it soon So don't Don't don't. Okay so Everybody tells me Episode 9 is when Shit gets real Very what quickly I, What I love about Westworld Is not like The premise or anything The premise is cool And stuff like that And the logic of it Is, is very cool That you have Memories Improvisation And then finally Self-awareness And consciousness Okay uh, And the, that's That's what that's how AI is built or something like that. So that's how deep, uh, deep, blue, uh, not deep blue. What's it? What's it called? Deep dream mm. is done that you have memories, which is basically data. And then you have improvisation, which is interpreting, uh, the, data. interpreting the data and then making correlations between the data. So that's improvisi- improvisation. Then you have true self-awareness and consciousness after that. What I love about the show is how they treat programming uh, the thought process is not literally like, oh, okay, you put in this code and, and stuff, right? It's the thought process behind the programming. The first few episodes where the guy uh, tells Dolores, okay, you cut the accent. Uh, and then when Dolores asks him a question, he tells her, all right, analyze. Why did you ask me this question? The question is always, why did you get there? Or why did something happen? Or what was your thinking behind this? And that's what programming is about. It's all about logic. And it shows you the, the, how this AI works. And it shows you how programming works. And that's what's so fantastic about a show. Of course, you know, there's, there's, a, lot of, like, action, there's a lot of nice action sequences. And the, 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 the setting is beautiful. The vista and the... Um, I mean, you've you got to give J.J. Abrams props for like, put, creating a world. Yeah, He's exactly. very good so, at that. He's very good at world building. Yeah. If I remember, there were also the guys who did Game of Thrones who also wrote Westfall, right? Or was it just J.J. Abrams? I don't know. JJ Abrams no. is more like a showrunner. He puts yeah. it together. But uh, the producer is uh, Christopher Nolan and his brother. What's his name? 
Dave, Dave Nolan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Timmy other, Nolan. Other, Timmy Nolan. Other Nolan. <laughs> God damn it, like, who's, who's the other guy? The other guy is the... The, 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 the guy producer. who wrote the best Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher and his brother, J- Jacob. Jacob Nolan. Jacob Nolan, yeah. <laughs> Nolan, um, Nolan, dude. I mean, okay, I think we also yeah. need to kind of preface this, right? Your day job, you're literally a coder programmer. You No, not really. I used to be. I mean, I you're an app developer and stuff like that. So used a be, show like be. Westworld, especially when it comes down to the, the more nerdy aspects, yeah. especially when it comes to logic programming and how things should work and how things are compartmentalized and how things are objective-based or object-based. Yeah, correct. I mean, so, for me, I, I, get, I get nerdy when I watch things like that too. I mean, like this Black Mirror and even Mr. Robot is like some of my favorite like Hmm. Uh, I wouldn't say intellectual shows but it's the kind of shows where you get into a certain mood and then you watch and then like it just elevates your mind a little bit because yeah. it, like, it, it feels like I feel smarter after watching something like Westworld so yeah <laughs> cannot cannot spoil anything for you no, please but don't it, it is yeah. so good you're stuck at episode 8 episode oh fuck it yeah everybody's a robot okay don't binge it don't binge it you're stuck at episode 8 man episode 9 and 10 that's when that's when she hits the fan like oh so good and I, uh, I, I can't, can't imagine wait. what they're doing for uh, episode, season 2 uh, uh. season 2 yeah I, I just don't like I, I can get an inkling of what they're going to do for season 2 but I don't think it's going to ever think be I it's going to be like because a r- there's such a good there's such a good arc there is uh, there's conflict and then there's uh, the the, uh, the resolution and drama was like yeah resolution perfect. and then it goes back down then there's more conflict and then there's a climax and a resolution and it is perfectly just scaled up like one episode first first is the season starts off with like one episode and then another episode and then suddenly now you got two episodes where you're where you're where you're stuck on and then suddenly it's three episodes and then the final like three uh, the eh? finale yeah, yeah the, finale. the finale and then it just caps off oh so good this is good story writing so I mean Westworld will be definitely your number one TV show for sure this also year. I didn't watch a lot of TV shows but Westworld was I'm glad I'm glad I watched Westworld this year no, I'm definitely looking forward to going finishing off the season oh. when I get back home so I can't wait to start actually I got I mean I, I mean I know they're already time I'm just gonna tweet out, right? spoilers to you oh fuck to you fuck <laughs> you <laughs> as you yeah as you go along the show you know like hey Mr. Toffee hey, what, what, what's yeah, what, what, uh, by the way Dolores is also a robot <laughs> <laughs> my co-host like, everybody what, what, what episode are Best you on and then you spoil the next episode <laughs> oh don't bother watching this one cause next yeah, because week like, <laughs> next show <laughs> they all Best die. friends to the end it's, it's, it's like Rick and Morty they're robots inside another robot simulation inside another robot <laughs> Uh, the life it's of just Tim. robots controlling other robots smaller robots it's all robots down to the end <laughs> okay uh, we're gonna go back to games okay That's I have actually remember. mentioned one of my favourites I mean apart from Doom which oh. Shafiq already mentioned so I'm not gonna repeat myself I'm just gonna guess you're still gonna put Last Guardian as your number one game of I'm this. gonna have to I gave it <laughs> a pretty high score this guy gave it a 10 upon 10 no no, no. it was, it was it a 9.8 out of 10 9.8 upon 10 because we had a bit of an argument here and there
The Witcher 3 doesn't even deserve a 9.8 upon 10. Hey, I g- I'll give it a 10 if I wanted to, honestly. Witcher okay. 3, good shit. But we're talking about games this year, apart from Doom. Apart from Doom. Last Guardian. It's the one of those shit. games that I can actually show to people without, you know, while just, just saying, this is art, this is something that tells a story without saying much, without being too pretentious, without being more without being just a walking fucking simulator which is ironic considering you do ride on your pet and your pet walks on four legs trico yeah trico and it trico. just works in a sense i mean technical issues not, notwithstanding the game did not crash it just slows down at certain bits here and there especially you got the detail everything <laughs> but at the same time it didn't really matter because i'm controlling a pet i'm pet i'm bonding this guy here you're not trico, really controlling trico well, though I'm telling him stuff, but he yeah, acts on his own accord. He, yes. Sometimes he doesn't do exactly Trico like don't you give yeah, a but, fuck. But that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's like, how... I mean, I'm not saying it simulates a real pet. It's, it's AI. I know it's AI, for Christ's sake. Can, you can, to make yeah. it a real pet, it has yeah. to like shit all over you. When uh, yeah, exactly. like, you know, it, it does shit. Like, <laughs> it does shit, actually, believe it or not. But at one point in the story. But the whole point is, I, it, <laughs> it just works in a sense. Like, okay, it doesn't actually follow your command per se, but there's a loyalty, right? That especially when it comes to like the, the third act of the, the game itself, close to the end of the second, third bit of the game itself. Usually when people stop caring. <laughs> Like yeah, the, this is yeah. why you gotta sort of persist per se. Like it actually builds you up. It's like reading a little really nice book. And plus, ten hours, I believe that's actually worth it for any purchase anyway. I was still from say, my side. If a game is less than twelve hours, okay, and is at seventy dollars, uh, go fuck yourself. Seriously, <laughs> you know? No man, like games yeah, you uh, probably hate every yeah. other game. Yeah, out yeah, there. Be, every uh, game you, I, that's the problem. That's why I hate every game now. Okay, <laughs> thank God for Doom. <laughs> okay, that game is a good solid. 40 hours on, nah, the, nah, nah, on nah, the correct for, difficulty for 40 hours when you want to play through each difficulty on and on if you want to play just once through you just pick like the second hardest usually who, Ultra. who picks second hardest okay, the last a lot king. of people do okay we're all masters of our realm but okay I, I'm not going to contest Last Guardian for being your number one pick okay this is your no no no, no. Uh, this is my but pick I'm saying you know? this right like I still haven't tried it what I've seen and what I understand or what I've been told about it right I'm not saying I have like uh, I, I don't think it's a bad game It's a polarizing I have, game I, I will not deny it. that I have to try it And then I I'll, I'll have to definitely Chime in on my opinion But the uh, thing is It looks kind of disappointing Compared to something Like the masterpieces Of Shadow of the Colossus And Ico. Oh yeah and yeah then okay, we waited so. Seven years or ten years And then Trico drops And I mean like Oh it's okay. Kind of like What they did then just, okay. Which is how they work, I guess. They just had to take their time, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's but the at, difference but between, yeah. let's say, you you have uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 and then Metal Gear Solid 5. But Metal Gear Solid 5 is it's like mind-blowingly amazing. And the it was an uncompromised vision as well. I didn't like it's 4 at all. The end. I didn't like 4 at all. Yeah, exactly. Well, 4 is... Okay, so let's just yeah. compare it like 3. Okay, so three, and then uh, let's just imagine three was where four was. Okay. But then we waited like a bajillion And then you dropped five. And then suddenly you dropped five as a fucking masterpiece. So as opposed to... Uh, was the, the, la- the previous one was Shadow of Colossus, right? Mm. And then you wait 10 years and then you drop this. And it's not a masterpiece. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you are actually judging it in a really weird way considering that I, you always have to care about the final product. Whether no, we it's, do it's, care about the final product. It's just that this, right? The thing is, like, when it comes to a game developer like, or a game developer that's really... Um, they're enshrined in their artistry. Where they're like, okay, we, you are known for doing good a certain quality or a certain thing yeah. and for pushing it a certain direction right? Mm-hmm. 
like a game like Trico, I I can't say anything until I played it. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. it's totally unfair. And I can tell you because I I mean I played all that. I, I still will. think I still know that you know they still stuck to adhere to the vision of their past games, but also having new elements per se, like the freaking pet for crying out loud. And I just felt here. It's all done, despite the fact that it, some people had to wait fucking long, which I don't blame them if you hate it. <laughs> but personal, or, personal, personal, personal opinion on that. We missed console generation. Yes, you did, you did, yes. By the way. <laughs> but when I play it, it's like, all right. I, okay, I'm one of those guys who did not actually buy into the hype, so my expectations were completely different, mm. i.e. none. <laughs> so when I played this, holy shit, I was like, all right, this is great stuff, you know? But it, okay, just be honest. Is it mind-blowing? For me, yes. For because you, ending yeah. all that, whatever it plays on from the beginning, I like the end, it works out great. I like your also a bit because basically... It takes time. It takes time for you to complete I mean, like, think of it like... Don't, don't, don't say from Metal Gear 2 uh-huh. to Metal Gear Solid. Wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The explosion so in the, your head. Like, or, or like, even like from GTA <laughs> 2 to GTA 3. That's a... Final it's Fantasy 6 to Final Fantasy 7. Uh, no, but you, no, you can't, yeah. you can't in, compare GTA 2 and GTA 3 because GTA 2 is top-down. Exactly, and then GTA Three is, but it was a huge jump. That's a paradigm basically. shift. But this is, I won't say it's a paradigm shift, mm. but like it's a, what do you call it? It's it's a logical evolution. Or yeah, it's it, probably it's, it, it is. This is the next step that we have to take. Correct. Yeah, but developers sometimes they don't want to miss, basically make their next step. They want to actually make a game, but somehow they just took ages for some reason. Maybe development troubles. Which here is and there. why I am fucking worried about Death Stranding. Because whatever it Kojima be is shitting out right now, for yeah. three years back then, and then I'm looking at it like, what the fuck is this about? And why is Guillermo del Toro in it? And why are they holding babies? What? Because he's his friend, man. <laughs> like they're all buddies. BFFs, BFFs. They're all buddies. Yeah. Okay. They all get in. They, they they all have tea, but within the the mocap, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're all in mocap suits, and then uh, 3D scan scanners. Yeah, but they're all having tea or they're all having yeah, like this is why as a guy who's been covering all this for like the past nine years or so I try, I try not to buy into hype at all because I know stuff like this. just judge the final product on its own merit I mean, despite the development trouble history how here there. hilarious would it be if Death Stranding shits the bed and it's a piece of garbage game <laughs> <laughs> and no, it's, it's a like, 2D it's a 2D platform runner <laughs> alright I could name you, you some games it? It, yeah. <laughs> no like, sorry the snake <laughs> Guillermo de Toller is it and then the, the, the guy with the hands the, the eyes and the hands it's a beautiful and Norman Reedus here's all Norman my skin and the Norman Reedus comes on there's a crossbow and a shoot at the bird there the heart the bird there no, he's a pixelated he's a pixelated yeah. uh, <laughs> it's pixelated a 2D jumping yeah. game it's, it's oh, player 2 yeah. <laughs> it's 2D bionic commando I don't know man Kojima I mean I, my problem with him still is that I mean I would say since part 3 Metal Gear 3 he mm. got up his own ass so fast yeah 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 then came 4 and I was like Oi. then 5 was like but I was like, Whoa, wow, that's good. <laughs> that's good. You remembered to make a video game first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, another honorable mention pick, I should put, definitely Tokyo Mirage Sessions for the Wii U. Oh God, your Wii U. Uh, uh, yeah, the, I gotta bring in the Wii U <laughs> shit. Yeah.
<laughs> it won't be a last week podcast without a visual novel without Mr. or Buffy an RPG talking about weeps, <laughs> and we're going to be talking about like anime sleeves and shit like weep, weeps. <laughs> now I gotta say the story. Not really that special. We know that's gonna be a what happy story? ending popping up. Nobody cares about story. Tell us about the jiggle physics. Okay, yeah, not bad, not bad, not bad. <laughs> you got pretty you, okay. You got pretty awesome characters. Curia, uh, Subasa. Nobody cares about every, the name. Everyone here. Red hair, green hair, blue hair, and blonde. You got hair. a blue hair. You got a purple hair. <laughs> you got a blonde hair girl. They're all awesome characters. And, the, and you got your Itsuki guy Aoi He's basically supposed to be Like a blank slate Sort of character But he has his own personality Like in a way that He's not so sure What the hell he wants to do in life So he somehow got wrapped up Into this whole like uh, Fortuna entertainment business And he happens to be a manager He happens to sing as well He happens to be fighting Mirage demons Left and right Coming in to invade the world Weird Japanese shit But holy crap is actually I really had a lot of fun Because it's just colourful it hits on tropes, but they do it in a, such an enjoyable way. Oh, yeah. Characters so tell, enjoyable. Tell us about these oh, tropes. Are we going to devolve into that kind of podcast? Individual. No, we don't. We, we don't devolve into that podcast, but it's like they both. I, I'm kind of inviting you in the <laughs> Last King fans, okay, and possibly Power Nine fans, okay. Follow Mr. Toffee at Mr. Toffee on Twitter <laughs> and just tweet him pictures. You know, <laughs> satisfy his craving. Oh man, what the hell? He yearns oh, for anime don't. eyes and a soft please bosom. <laughs> yeah, he loves dead anime girls. Just post him up that. He loves. Right? Uh, dude, by the way, Christmas is coming. My present to you is this waifu prison. Uh, waifu Wait, waifu prison? What the hell kind of I got a waifu, I got a waifu, waifu pillow prison, coming uh, for you. Uh, a waifu prison I am yet to achieve. Wow. But just for Mr. Toffee, yes, I've got the perfect waifu pillow for you. <laughs> oh my Gross. god. You're gonna, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, I gotta also bring up another I mean another honorable mention, Valhalla. Adventure game. Even more anime. <laughs> really? I don't know what's Oh it's a cyber it's a basically a advent, visual novel adventure game where you're actually serving drinks to people. Okay. And there's a story that unfolds, which I won't spoil, but it's really good. Oh, and now I know what this is. It's got okay. a 16-bit aesthetic, oh, man, which yeah, I love. Yeah, yeah. So I know. maybe that's why I'm I just know. drawn into it. I think it, you, you know? could have just ended it at visual novel and we would have understood straight away. <laughs> <laughs> it's a visual novel. You, you know me of too course well. you love you know it. Yeah, it's yeah, a bar, you know bar simulator. You know, yeah. you know, you were mixing drinks, but that's the whole point. The whole point is story. to to like remove clothing. Okay, it's not it's not those kind of games, dude. All right. It's not those kind. Oh, back in the 90s on Newgrounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But if you're into the whole indie game stuff, yeah, just give it a shot, dude. It's only like, what, 15, 10 bucks now? Okay. And there's also a Steam sale happening soon. Yeah, Christmas definitely. I mean, I, I, it looks nice. I mean, I love the Vangelis inspired oh, and music. And the music is good, yeah, too. So I definitely am going to start playing it. Ah, well... I think it's glad. I think it's safe to say that we've shot our load. Yeah. <laughs> oh, way too much. Wait, we're fine much. to <laughs> probably wrap it up. Uh, we got Christmas. Hey, I no, I no, I no, I you got to bring up one more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, well, yeah, we didn't get to go through. Me and John didn't get to go through movies. I just want to give a shout out to Miss Peregrine, Mrs. Peregrine's uh, House of that Crazy. That is Hunter such Orders. a nerdy. No, it's not because <laughs> it okay, not because yeah, for over, some over Fantastic Beasts. Uh, yeah, of course, Over Fantastic well, Beasts. Fuck Fantastic because Beasts. Because <laughs> cinematography is really good. Like, mm. uh, I I don't know why it is, but uh, was it Tim Burton? Tim Burton knows how to direct films. Uh, he knows how to visually direct. Yeah, films. he knows he knows how to to frame shots, and there's one shot in particular in that film that just sold me on like the entire visual thing, which is where she drains out the ship, and you see her at the stairwell in the center of the stairwell, and you see the stairs moving down, and you see her in that dress, and then she is basically doing a pirou- uh, not a pirouette, but she's turning, and she's like blasting air out of her hands. And uh, that shot is just beautiful. She's airbending, basically. What? She's just airbending, huh? Yeah, she's airbending, but... <laughs> man, but it's a cool kind of airbending, yeah. right? And like the shots, like how he just frames things. Is just I mean, I, mean I would give it to Tim Burton. Like visually, all his movies, spectacular. Yeah. Even the shittiest movie. I mean, even something is... the worst movies look good. Yeah. Damn good. Like I mean, Alice in Wonderland. Terrible movie. Looks good, nice. good stuff. Good looking stuff. Uh, yeah. It's not like good looking, but it's framed well if you're if you're a student of the of the visual movies, and compositions yeah, right exactly. yeah. oh, I mean I so still good. give it to Big Fish Big Fish like that's his <gasps> oh, yeah. Ooh, that's the fish. most gorgeous Tim Burton movie right, hands yeah. down everybody will always like like fall back to Nightmare for Christmas or the, the obvious uh, choices like it was his hands yeah Big Fish right. is good stuff you know like Big Fish is his most personal and beautiful movie alright his yeah. best movie to me still Mars Attacks you didn't what? expect that at all. <laughs> I was not expecting. I mean, I would. I would say attack anywhere on anybody's probably, list. Probably and, and Edward definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah, Edward. Edward. Yes. I mean, it would be his masterpiece. Master yeah. Text is that movie that this is actually very well done and it's very true to his. That is true against what he's usually doing. Like it's colorful. Mm-hmm. It's very sixties. It's very kish. Mm-hmm. You know, even the the alien designs. They like the Tim Burton aesthetic. In a sense, it's so different from what it's, he does, right? Yeah, and the thing is, he okay. did it well. So I would think, like, okay, I mean, his yeah, worst he, one, he knows what he does. His worst movie is fucking Planet of the Apes. I didn't watch Planet. And of the Apes, even so. the ape costumes were actually not bad. <laughs> no, even the prosthetics they were fine, dude. I mean, I wish I was a better movie with it, but it I looked mean, good. It no, looked good. Shout out to Tim good. Roth for giving a fuck in yes. the entire movie. In that makeup, it must be fucking hard to do it. In that, I mean, shout out to Tim everything. Roth. He he knows he's in a shitty movie. He knows this is a piece of shit movie. And but yeah, has got he has in he's a professional. So, games-wise, 
I put Overwatch here as my top pick. I don't uh, think I need to explain it. Hey, of course. It's a good Everybody game. knows It's a that, good game. Yeah. Uh, but this one might have gone under your radar. I didn't realize Darkest Dungeon released this year. Oh, is this year? Yeah, I, this I year? had it since like beta. So like it was, it's good. Is it finally out the, of beta? Or? It yeah, is, it's it finally is. out of beta. You wow. get the access to the last, to the stupid last dungeon, the Darkest Dungeon. All right. Uh, but oh. my game of the year would be Pocket Card Jockey PCJ the for which console for the Nintendo DS, DS. Ooh. the 3DS so. over Sun and Moon over Sun and Moon over anything I haven't played Sun and Moon yet but uh, apparently it's good <laughs> apparently but Pocket Card Jockey alright <laughs> Pocket Card Jockey is so fucking addictive <laughs> You like, won't imagine that solitaire and horse racing go together, <laughs> but it fucking does. You understand? Hey, you've already <laughs> wow. Okay, that's already a good premise right there. But you, you sold me on card jockey. No, and there is a premise to the game. There is actually a story to the game. If you had just put like, uh, they had they had to try to explain why the horse racer <laughs> needs to play solitaire. <laughs> Power up his horse. It's so beautifully Japanese. Huh? But they didn't have to explain that. You but just they still gave did. me the game. But they did. They cared enough. They did. Why? Why do you have? Do to you know do who that? made the game? Or no, I, uh, I forget what's the developer. Uh, and can you get this on eShop or is it a cartridge? All right, so it's only on eShop. It's a ten dollar. It's less than ten dollar game. Oh, good. Uh, All right. Pocket Card Jockey Who is the guys Who made Pocket Card Jockey Let's go search it out But anyway like it's I'm guessing Majesco Or something weird like that <laughs> well, I don't think Nintendo Majesco's game? around <laughs> <laughs> The way it sounds But uh, uh, Game Freak Oh my right, god Pokemon Freak. guys That's why, that's why These guys did it. These guys yeah, it. It's so It's so <laughs> Addictive it it's, again, yeah. it's crazy man Like I, I'm trying to You know At the point where I gave it up my my DS screen had this because you got spin this thing yep, yep. to get like energy for your horse. Yeah. I spun it so much that that portion like the, there was a layer. It. Yeah, there was a layer of the, pro- <laughs> the screen protector that just came off, and my entire screen was like dots mm-hmm. because you're playing you're playing solitaire so there are like rows of cards yeah. and you're clicking on this thing. So there are little there are dots. So there's a grid on my on my screen. I played this game so much I had to Holy change shit. the stylus. That is how good this game is. If you I yeah, and I'm like in my dreams I'm dreaming about solitaire and like how to optimize and how Holy to crap. like go faster. Oh, wait, wait. This is how good Mate, this I, game I, I is. I gotta ask, how are the jiggle physics? How are the jiggle physics? <laughs> Strangely enough, no. <laughs> Strangely lacking, Strange, but not missing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you you be oh, it's so weird. Like it's horse. Like you you play better solitaire. Your horse gets better. You play Dude, shit. Solitaire, I was sold on the fact that you were trying to explain back to us it's, why you need to play solitaire you need to, to power up your horse. You have to power up your horse, and your Dude, horse gets is this fast. Game guys, and your horse gets fast, and then your horse wins. <laughs> when you win, you get money, and then like you play more yeah, solitaire. Then you play more solitaire. So it has that uh, Game Freak aesthetic Right You know The eyes And the yeah, yeah, eyes it's, Everything it's, it's Guys I, I don't know You can the, the way where You could tell that Oh these are guys Who probably came from A universe of Pokemon Yeah 
Yeah, almost. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it's not almost quite, there. Almost. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's chibi stuff. Because when it's I see stuff where they did like drill dozer, you could tell. Oh, this is probably oh, a Pokemon, Pokemon yeah, offshoot. Yeah. You know the artwork, but this but is more chibi. Is it's more chibi from drill dozer? So drill dozer is like more chibi Pokemon, and then this is like more chibi. Uh, uh, drill dozer. Yeah. Mate, Shout out to drill dozer. We one need a drop. Could you just stuff. say we need to play solitaire to power up the horse one more yeah. time? You need to play solitaire to power up your horse. Then your horse becomes a rocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Motherfucking rocket! Go boom! <laughs> I just like it that you say it all in a straight face. So cool. Uh, okay, I think that would be doom. For, I mean, if I was actually no, it's game, not gonna be. Hold this is a game. game. This is already. a game because you have to play solitaire. You have to play fast. <laughs> you play good. Uh, you play good. Your horse good. Speaking as a computer owner since the nineties, you know, I've been trained on solitaire since Windows ninety. <laughs> so since three three point one, yeah, down to ninety five. Oh, but this one is a different solitaire. It's not like the the this oh, thing is the uh, match the cards. So as the cards come up, you either pick a, another card that is higher or lower by one, mm. and then you keep chaining it. So like that's why I'm dreaming about it. Like I'm trying to optimize in my head. Okay, so you, so this is the strategy. Spoken like uh, a true gamer. You yeah. need to optimize. So the strategy is: Do you keep going like three four three four three four three four, or do you go like three two one king jack this thing, and then you go downwards and then you go back upwards? So how is it? And then you gotta look at the board and like, okay, never mind. The yeah. math will you get yeah you, the you, you can math. see the uh, the <laughs> once you get used to it, then you're like, okay, how do I do this? Faster. Dude, he made a way better claim on Pocket Card Junkies than you did <laughs> on Tokyo Mirage Session. <laughs> Shout out to Mick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We gotta have you more often. <laughs> I'm glad to. I, hope I mean, all I can say is now I wanna play Pocket Card Junkie. <laughs> junkie. Now you wanna play? Do you have a 3DS? No, 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 I have a 3DS. Now I'm a Pocket Card Junkie. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> go download it. I. I will swear you will just like you <laughs> can't do more of your list. You will never see me again. Like, <laughs> is that the thing what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> no, you. I will see you. <laughs> He'll disappear. And then though. every single break that you have, wait, I need to play one game. <laughs> and then because it's less than like five minutes, like a single game takes less than five minutes. That's why it's so difficult. We're gonna finish off with Mr. Toffee's top movie pick, which is not an anime, surprisingly. Which is, is it animated? Uh, no, 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 it's not. Okay. Well, after thinking about the things here and there, and you know, because I'm kind of that, assuming you'd I'm be a Kubo pick, guy. Huh? Is it Kubo? Kubo? No, no, no. It's gonna no. be something a bit indie, actually. Maybe it's oh, Jubo. Okay. No, no. Oh. Now, after <laughs> now, 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 in retrospective. <laughs> I actually yeah, really, really right. like Hunt for the Wilder People a lot. Then I more that normally than I should. Came out right. It's very no, no, recent. It came out like a few. It probably came out a few months ago in a film festival. But it's that with Sam Neill, right? Yeah, Sam Neill and a new kid, uh, Julian Julian Dennison, the the kid. So basically, you guys know the story. It's um okay. 
it's about two New Zealanders. Like after this kid actually got sent into a fossil home for being a you know a, a rebel kid. and whatnot, mm-hmm. a kid, he gets sent into this farmhouse. And after a turn of events, they both went out to the wilder side, you know, exploring and stuff. While the child support people and the police are hunting them down. Okay. Now guess what? It's a comedy, which is actually it's actually written by the guy who's going to do the Thor movie coming up next year. The Ragnarok. Tawim, yeah, yeah, that guy, that guy. Oh. He also did uh, What We Do in the Shadows as well, which is a very good movie. Very good. And so, this is so like, Thor Ragnarok is going to be a comedy. Well, Doctor Strange is in it, so it's going to be just capes and capers. <laughs> oh, capes, okay, capers. Cool. <laughs> now this is like you know, again, it's the relationship that actually counts for this movie. And Sam Neill and Julian Dennison, who actually work together as uh, what's that? Uh, they call it, the little kid calls him uncle anyway, so it's kind of funny. So it's kind of like a buddy cop movie about it's two distinct cop. personalities. Oh, it's his foster father. Foster okay, father, so foster right, father, right, right. yes, yes. Yeah, but he but, calls him uncle. But what I, yeah, he just calls him uncle and obviously Sam Neil hates it because he's just a gruff, grumpy dude. But obviously, you know, the kid works through his defenses, somehow calls a dog Tupac as well because he's also into the rap scenes. It's just quirky, but not forcefully quirky in a sense. It just feels like, okay, I actually can relate in a way to this. I don't know how, but it just feels, I get the feels basically. And the comedy just works in just very naturally. Like, come on, there's actually a segment where they're already fugitives and people want to take selfies with this guy. No, with the kid especially. Just take a selfie like halfway in the woods. Because you know, there are actually New Zealanders actually living on their own in like farmhouses or even like a shelter places and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, my one really famous comedian in the news in the whole scene Riz Darby also makes an appearance okay is expected we're, th- we're talking to the president of the Riz Darby fan club right yeah, here yeah pretty much pretty much yeah dude the guy's accent and the way he delivers his work is Daft Punk who is yeah. he <laughs> so messed up dude really really funny now I just wish he said the F word more often but yeah. but again great heartwarming show again of all the stuff I've seen like Speak Deadpool the shitty Suicide Squad um Captain uh, Civil War came out this year. Yeah, everything. It's like everybody loves that movie for some reason. I was no, no, okay it's good. It's a good it. film. I like it. It's, it's a bit just, just tree, man. It's all right. Yeah. It's just that when I watched this Hunt for Little People, I felt that yeah, this actually just felt that everything all just worked together. I always like a good comedy anyway. So mm. and with some little sad moments here and there in a bit. I'm kind of surprised because the thing is, I introduced you to a film that I thought you would definitely love, which was Swiss Army Man. The Daniel Radcliffe as the oh the uh, Ooh, the, I, dead, the dead dude that does everything right. It, yes, it, it sounds yeah, okay. like a good premise. Best fart jokes, hands down. Okay. <laughs> dude, I would watch that. Uh, I don't think I could have found it in cinemas. Was well, it showing here right I now? Think Not yet, right? Swiss Army Man. Yeah. I think for Asian audiences, I mean, yeah. it kind of had its it made its way out overseas, but it's yet to reach here. Full disclosure, I still haven't seen Nocturnal Animals yet. And I heard good things, right? With Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, and uh, Arrival's only coming out next year, apparently. No, I don't think it's out in Singapore. Yeah. I don't think it came out in Singapore. Damn it's it. supposed to be this month, but again, I could be wrong. I so. have a funny feeling like a movie like Swiss Army Man, right? I mean, the Daniel Radcliffe selling power is not even that strong. But this is the kind of movie that will just appear in Singapore for like four weeks and then disappear. It'll be like film guard. No, it'll be like yeah. two, it's a film guard two film. or three yeah, weeks yeah. and then that's it. And then it'll be four weeks. Now, nowadays, like movies in Singapore, four weeks is already like a stretch. If Rogue One goes four weeks, right? It will. It's like, I think it will. Oh, for sure. Like if Rogue that One goes like four weeks, and like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> or maybe so good, like so good. five, six weeks, maybe. 
nothing lasts a month in Singapore. Yeah, like films, films rarely, rarely hit the mark anymore. Unless anyway, it's, yeah. unless it's like those epic blockbusters, like uh, something as small as Swiss Army Man or even Sing Street, which barely made an impression here. Right? It's like yeah, that, that's such a sad thing, you know. Blink. All these gems coming out. Nah, but I mean, I wouldn't even say for Singapore, but for the entire world, like the movie-going audience isn't the same anymore. If it's not a big action blockbuster or like a spectacle, like something you have to go like an event. I mean, th- th- I seriously doubt there are people who watch movies just to watch movies anymore. Complaint session. Mm-hmm. Rant. Rant. Mm-hmm. Slash rant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but Hunt for the Wilder People is still showing? That's it is. It's okay. out. Yeah. The projector. You gotta go watch it, Oh, dude. fuck. Is that the projector? God. <laughs> is it that fuck bad the projector? place? Dude, it's, okay, a, it's, it's a nice old school cinema. It's a cinema it from the 50s or 60s, okay? You can't <laughs> lean into your seats, okay? The steps are super steep. It's sticky from... Whatever reason, or I'm just I mean, gonna say popcorn, whoever, popcorn, right? popcorn, or whoever, <laughs> or whoever. exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, no, I mean, okay, it's not Yangtze Cineplex level sticky. <laughs> it's not, it's not that's a, a deep uh, reference there. Right <laughs> I, I should show you a golden cinema hall back in Malaysia. That is the stick. it's not Golden Mile, no, 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 it's no, not Rex Cinema. Or <laughs> oh, dude, no, Rex, Rex, cinema, no. Rex is Rex, there. Rex never shows porn. Dude, the True. Golden Mao one is the like classics, right? is, yeah, the classic. Oh, where else can you go to see the unbearable likeness of being again? I've yet to be to the cinema that shows in the realm of the senses, man. Oh, alright. So, yeah, that's our list. Any honorable mentions for the movie? Uh, I'm just gonna be a. Tr- I'm just gonna be one of those guys. Deadpool, <laughs> yeah. comedy, you know. Yeah, yeah, I would say Deadpool. Honorable mention, Deadpool. Sexy Sexy motherfucker. They call me Deadpool. I'm hella fast. Come to murk the bad guys and get some ass. Got blades for days. Got guns galore. Got combo moves. Evade more. Bear traps and hand grenades. Pull the pistol like a maniac. Right in your face. Popping off caps, leave a trail of guts Sitting on my chair while I'm scratching my nuts Listen up, I got something to say That's right, I run my mouth all day Step up, take a bloodbath, now you try I mean, Deadpool and Doctor Strange to me are the two movies that are kind of tied in for honorable mention. Deadpool being refreshing in that it didn't really break rules but it's like it it doesn't feel like a marvel movie okay. and it doesn't feel like a, like a bullshit fox movie yeah. yeah you know there's a lot of heart there's a lot of sincerity and ryan reynolds is literally he was born to play that he's character. a method acting deadpool he will kill people if he wanted to <laughs> you know and then uh, frankly i'm a little bit worried about the sequel because they lost the director right um they gain another director who's good at action scenes so hopefully they can get the same script writers but like what i'm worried director. about because it's still under the fox umbrella right and Fox is known for like they will release something amazing like an X-Men 1 and X-Men 2 and then shit the bed with X-Men 3 yeah and then like say even Days of Future Past mm-hmm. and you shit it out with they Apocalypse shit, they shit the bed again with the yeah, Apocalypse, Apocalypse movie yeah. what the fuck man <laughs> and the worst thing is it's Brian Singer directing right so it's clearly he is not the go-to he's not the reason for the success of the X-Men movies I would still say yeah that. okay I mean like yeah, he hasn't done anything interesting since probably I would still say Usual Suspects you know that's uh, yeah, the first you know, that one was like, he knocked it out of the park with mm-hmm. his debut and he kind of I don't know, he, he's more like Darren Aronofsky where it's like he, he ran out of ideas then he decided to join the studio system and the studio system worked him to the point where he just doesn't care anymore yeah okay then you get something so like it's Christ- just like getting paid and that's it yeah then yeah. you get something like Christopher Nolan 
who like who, who did Memento, who did like amazing. It's like fuck the system and then. And like, then he, the thing is, he made the Dark Knight. Yeah. Hands down, still the best but, comic book movie. Yeah. Yeah. Hands like, down. Even the even his phoned in stuff, quote unquote, is still actually really good to look at. I mean, uh, Interstellar yeah. technically, I, I would say, is the best. In, Interstellar is not. It's not a comic in. Book yeah, movie. It's just a different tone line. I mean, that's why I said quote unquote. And that's not a comic book movie, I by the way. I think his most phoned so. in would probably be The Prestige because that felt like a script that he had to work with rather than a story he wanted to tell. No, but even then, even, like, I the couldn't direction. tell it was phoned in, to be honest. I had, no, I had yeah. fun watching yeah, but yeah, it. Even like, him on his shit day. Yeah, it's so good. I don't, I don't think that's a shit day, man. I know, but yeah. I'm saying that uh, compared to what he does, like this is probably him his like, worst not, is the best even his yeah. worst will like wipe the floor with any other guy <laughs> yeah, out <okay>. there <laughs> I still think his worst is so interstellar but it's still fun um, to watch just you know he's just set the bar way too high on this season for I have the stuff. same problem a lot of people have with interstellar the ending is just he's trying so hard to be Kubrick and he's failing more like Spielberg I feel Kubrick's more like Okay, that's it. Think about the ending. Do no, no, from no. There. I mean, literally, like the whole thing where it's like the, the fourth know, dimension and him playing with the strings to communicate Ghost with dad, the, girl, the film <laughs> using the clock to do the Morse code. And, and yeah. it's like, like, okay, you're trying to be abstract or you're trying to be cerebral. Then just be abstract and yeah, but just yeah. stop don't, it there. Don't, uh, don't try to be smart. Yeah. Just be a great storyteller. Mm. You know? I mean, but then again, he also shit the bed with Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> Yeah, again, his worst is still the best. His worst isn't as bad as yeah, one would think. No, I, I thought Dark Knight Rises was very okay. It was alright for me, but I'm not saying it's going to beat Dark Knight. the dumbest was ending extremely, ever. Was, yeah, okay. <laughs> the, the rest of the movie was Coats. extremely, extremely okay. I mean, like, I remember yeah. like breathing Jones out, like, like, you know, like uh, when Morgan Freeman was like, ah, nah, who repaired the autopilot? <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know, you know? Like, it's like, oh, he survived. And then that fucking scene where Michael Caine is like in fucking in that random so like cafe. Michael Caine. Ma- Michael Caine. Michael yeah, Caine. Huh? I had a dream. <laughs> I had my- <laughs> <laughs> You were in Italy <laughs> having coffee. And I was like. Having coffee with uh, uh, Selena Kyle. Yeah. With Selena Kyle. You know, and she had boobs the size of a tangerine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, happy endings. I don't care. <laughs> she has small boobs. Dude. Hey, it's not, yeah, bad. Okay, it's not bad. bad. It's the cat suit. It's the butt shots, bro. Yeah. It's the butt shots on her on the bad pot. It's the yeah. butt pot. <laughs> anyway, yes. Shout outs to okay, but shout outs to fucking what's her name again? Um, Michelle Pfeiffer. No, the girl who played the, the, the latest Catwoman. Oh, that's uh, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Anne Hathaway. The, Man, milky, doing the milkiest tits ever. If you've seen Brokeback <laughs> Mountain, amazing breasts. But her performance <laughs> as Catwoman, hands down, is like that is. Amazing. That's hot. That Amazing. was solid. That's good. Just that scene of her in the bar when she's just like started screaming and pretending to be a victim. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> yeah. that flip, and I was like, "Oh my god! Look at this! Look at this! You look at this girl act!" <laughs> you good? You, oh yeah. You go there, and then she does Les Misérables, and like, "Oh okay." Hmm. She's know, got to get an Oscar it. somehow. Yes. She? Did she? No, right. I didn't watch. Uh, Les they they just keep giving it to fucking Jennifer Lawrence for some reason. <laughs> uh, you know, like, I mean, but shout outs to her, you know. <laughs> For not doing any more X-Men movies. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, is that the list? I think that that's pretty much I think it. we've it's gone mostly, through yeah. everything we wanted to talk about in 2016. Yeah. So probably this is the part where we shield out to our own audience. You know, is there anything we missed out or anything we should have been talking about? 
you know you can find us at our twitters at last king podcast on our instagram at mm-hmm. last king podcast come to our website thelastking.net also shout outs to mick over here and yeah. the great yeah, games thanks crew thanks a lot mick for coming yeah. down the studio audience you know applauding we should have yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go we got an audience we got an audience <laughs> see the mics probably don't pick that up <laughs> so mick yeah. no. uh, no, don't, don't go away Afghan. <laughs> no but mick uh, yep. Any plugs or any shoutouts you want to drop? Uh, yeah, do if you're into Magic the Gathering, do listen to this little podcast that myself and Alfian we run every week. Little podcast, yeah, huh? uh, and we talk about this very very obscure game called Magic the Gathering. I'm not sure if you know about this game. Oh, we have, of course uh, we do. <laughs> no, but it's it's super obscure. Anyway, yeah, yeah, just so, as obscure as Hearthstone. So yeah, so, yeah you find you find uh, new episodes every week. Powernightpodcast.com. You can find uh, it on Stitcher, on iTunes, yeah, and at the website. Uh, you can find us on uh, yeah, just powernightpodcast.com. You can find us every. Everywhere, just type in there Power Nine Podcast, and you will find us. So you got all the socials down. You got your Facebook, you yeah, got your Instagram, all the, so, all the social meets, and uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your fleet you. with the lead speak, huh? Yeah. You want to bring it home, Shafiq? Before we cut it off. Well, I would like to thank again to Mick. For oh, thanks for inviting us. me on the show. It's it's fun to talk about. Uh, so finally, doing a podcast that is not magic related, even though half the time we don't talk about. Finally, magic. an yeah. actual yeah. audience. Knowledge, <laughs> <laughs> you know. We can talk about other games, man. Yeah. Other games. So. Okay, this is going to be the wrap-up, the end of Season 1 for The Last Game Podcast here in 2016. We're gonna we are gonna might have a bonus track coming in soon, but A couple of bonus tracks up. and stuff, whatever we can put together. Um, we'll go on a slight hiatus, probably, but, you know, still hit us up on the socials. Still yep, hit yep. us up on the websites, you know. And um, we will still have content coming up. Yeah, don't, just, go, don't go for yeah. too long, man. Yeah, yeah. I, we we, we're going to have content coming up. It's just not in the audio format you expect so do check out lastking.net yeah, so season 2 is gonna be big okay yeah. we're, we're finally gonna see our motherfucking faces oh finally and then we're finally gonna lose the audience <laughs> <laughs> but anyway nobody watches so this is to yeah. all our fans okay? the fans of the Power 9 podcast fans of the Last King podcast cheers okay Merry Christmas Happy New Year play some fucking games yeah good night ciao ciao